Welcome to Married by Design. What encouraging examples do you know of that challenge you to have a great marriage? That's what we'll be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our podcast this week. We've begun a new series entitled The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. It's all about looking at marriages in the Bible. Some marriages that we see in the Bible are good. They teach us how to follow the Lord and love our spouse. They are inspiring and godly. They bless both the husband and the wife. We also see the bad marriages in the Bible. Individuals who choose not to follow the Lord and treat their spouses poorly. In fact, they often choose rebellion and disobedience. We see the results of that in their marriage and the way that God has to deal with them and bring them to terms. We also see the ugly. We had suggested in keeping with the title of that movie that the ugly marriages are those where the husband and wife don't use God's wisdom, but rely on their own wisdom and their own thinking, and they suffer for it. It's not that they are in blatant sin and rebellion, but the choices they make result in a very poor and ugly marriage. And with poor and foolish choices, we see the fruit of that foolishness as they get themselves in difficulty in ugly situations. There's almost an endless supply of marriages that we will be looking at as we go through this series. Uh, We would ask that if you have a suggestion of a couple that you find fascinating that that are good, bad, or ugly, please email us and let us know. Our email address is marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Well, the first couple we're going to look at is one that's a good example. This couple is inspiring in the way they went through the process of getting married, and from what we see, they had a great marriage. We're going to be looking at the relationship of Isaac and Rebecca, starting in Genesis 24. We're going to walk through these chapters of Genesis and look at this couple and see the choices they made that yielded good fruit. Part of our premise is that when we follow God's ways and His instructions and His Word, it will be a great benefit to our marriage. We will enjoy a more satisfying marriage, and it will be a marriage that honors the Lord. So the story really starts with Abraham sending out his servant to find Isaac a wife. That's at the beginning of Genesis 24. We won't take the time to go through all of the details, but you definitely see the faith and reliance of Abraham and his servant in finding a choice wife for Isaac. We think there's a great lesson regarding our willingness to receive counsel and direction from our parents. If you're in a marriage and you have, a, have godly parents, we would encourage you to value what they say. The story of Isaac and Rebekah is about an arranged marriage. Abraham was the one who sent out the servant to find Isaac a wife. We're not suggesting or promoting this kind of arranged marriage today, but I think it's important to point out that Isaac was very open to receiving direction from his father in choosing a wife. I don't think that Isaac married Rebecca because of Abraham's arrangement. It's clear that he loved her and desired to marry her. I think what we learn from this part of the story is the value of the counsel of our parents and elders. So often in a marriage relationship, a couple can struggle and go through difficulties. Unfortunately, many times they try to work it out on their own thinking. If they have godly parents, for some reason they fail to recognize that resource and take advantage of the godly counsel that they could receive. It seems that for both Isaac and Rebecca, they had a willingness to listen to their parents even as adults. 
If we want our marriages to be strong, it would be important for us to do the same. There are some things that we can tell about Rebecca as we read through the chapter. One is that she was very caring and concerned for others. In verse 14, the servant was to ask a young woman for a drink. Rebecca's response later on was as he hoped for. She said, drink and I will water your camels in verse 17. Boy, that's a great quality for a wife and a husband and a marriage relationship. Can you imagine how fantastic a marriage would be with a husband and a wife that are caring and concerned about others and willing to serve them? They were willing to serve others and help out when there was a need around them. We do well to remember that our marriage is always the stronger as long as we serve each other as husband and wife. In a world that is so self-oriented and self-gratifying, Rebecca is a refreshing example of someone who is willing to serve others and care for their needs. Another excellent quality of Rebecca was the fact that she was pure. It says in Genesis 24:16, the, the young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden who no man had known. We also see of Rebecca, when she was to meet Isaac, she demonstrated her modesty by covering her face with a veil. That's in verse 65. Purity, what a rare, rare quality nowadays in this culture, for somebody to keep themselves pure for their future spouse. Paul talks about the marriage bed being undefiled. I think this is significant in the marriage relationship that both husband and wife keep themselves only for the other, and heart, mind, and body to be devoted to your spouse. How often can impurity rob the true purposes that God wants the husband and wife to have in the marriage relationship? That impurity manifests itself. When you settle for less, you miss out on all that God intends. There are so many temptations in this world today. But we can look at the godly example of Rebecca and see her devotion to the Lord that was reflected in her purity and her commitment to walk with God. Another significant thing in looking at the marriage of Isaac and Rebecca was the fact that they were both of the same family and faith. This is what Abraham was concerned about, and the servant was excited when he found out that they were related uh, to Abraham. Abraham didn't want Isaac marrying one of the daughters of the Canaanites. That's in verse 37. That was a key component of Abraham orchestrating this meeting between Isaac and Rebekah. They had to be of the same faith. This is so important in marriage, the marriage relationship. More Christians now are looking to marry somebody who is not of the same faith. They're setting themselves up for frustration when they're unequally yoked with a non-believer. The values, priorities, and lifestyle are different. But it can also be an issue with a marriage relationship, even if both the husband and wife are believers. It can be a great struggle in a marriage when either the husband or wife are not walking with God and have the word as their priority and authority. That's what we looked at in our previous series on Together But Alone. We would encourage you to go back to that series and listen to those episodes if that is something you face. There's a lot of heartache and loneliness when the husband and wife are not on the same page in their spiritual lives. In this example of Isaac and Rebecca, they were both people of faith, and that strengthened their marriage. Later on in the chapter, we see the character of Isaac. It's interesting, as Rebecca and the caravan are coming back, it says that Isaac went out to meditate in the field toward evening. That's in verse 63. If you look at chapter 25 and verse 21, it's clear that Isaac was a man of faith. It says that 
Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife because she was barren, and the Lord granted his prayer, and Rebekah, his wife, conceived. Isaac was a man committed to prayer. He trusted the Lord and brought his concerns to the Lord, and he was in such a state that God heard his prayer and answered it. In chapter 26, verse 12, as Isaac sowed seed, it says that God blessed him. In verse 25, it says that he built an altar and called upon the name of the Lord. As he clearly was a believer in the Lord and practiced it in his life, and because both he and Rebekah were for the Lord, this is a great example and inspiration to us. The more we follow the Lord and put him first, the more that he will bless our relationship and our lives. I think it's very heartwarming to see the deep affection that Isaac had for Rebekah. In verse 67, to see that Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah, his mother, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. It was an obvious, deep affection that Isaac had for Rebekah. If you're familiar with the stories of Abraham and Jacob, both of these men had multiple wives and suffered for it, but there's no indication that Isaac had more than one wife. It looks like he had a singular affection and love for Rebekah. It's sort of interesting that it says at the end of verse that, so Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. There was an encouragement and a comfort that they received from each other. That reminds me both of the Song of Solomon that we looked at and also about Ephesians 5 where Paul talks about the husband loving and cherishing his wife. Here's an example of the Old Testament where we have a husband loving and cherishing his wife. Well, husbands, we've asked this before. Are you cherishing your wife and loving her the way that Isaac loved Rebekah? Is your love growing and getting stronger so that even in the sorrows and difficulties of life, as when Isaac lost his mother, that your love for your spouse helps you through the time. Reading through the story, there are obviously some flaws that they had. In Genesis 26, verse 6, is a story about how Isaac tried to pass Rebekah off as his sister. Wow, that was to save himself uh, as he thought he was in danger. Not the best of choices. Later on, as Isaac was near death, Rebekah passed off their son Jacob as his brother Esau to get a blessing. Again, not the best idea. As we go through these marriages we look at in the Bible, we're going to see that it's pretty common. They are great examples of things that inspire us and to remind us how we should be in a relationship with our spouse. But we also see the flaws and poor choices that they make. I guess in a way that should encourage us, even when we're trying to follow the Lord and trying to love Him and love our spouse, sometimes we're going to blow it. That's right. We need to learn from our mistakes, but we can't dwell on them. I'm amazed in a relationship with God that he knows of all our weaknesses and our poor choices, and yet he still loves us unconditionally, expects us to learn from those mistakes and not repeat them. But he doesn't discard us. We need to do the same. Despite the choices that we make at times, we need to work on following the good examples that we see. We need to, as Paul says in Philippians, forget what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. Well, now for your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to pick one of these areas and discuss it as a couple. You can look at the importance of receiving counsel, at servanthood, at purity, at having a common faith, of being spiritual, or of deep affection. Dive into God's Word related to the issue and really study it come up with a few action points to put into practice. 
Well, let me pray. Father, I just thank you for this example of Isaac and Rebecca and the different ways that they uh, were trusting you, looking to you, looking for the support of their parents. Uh, Lord, that they made choices that helped them to have a good marriage. Lord, help us to follow those examples and be encouraged by them, God. In a time and a world where there are so many marriages that are struggling, Father, for us to see this good marriage and to have a good marriage for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it for this episode. We want to thank you for listening to this episode. We, we'd we love to hear from you if you have any feedback or encouragement. You can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. And we encourage you to share this episode on Facebook or Instagram, or just text it to somebody and share it with them. Next week on our podcast, we're going to look at a bad marriage. What are the choices that an evil couple make and what is the the result in their life and marriage? That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 